unprecedented well is this unprecedented I feel like maybe one other time I recorded something for this podcast all by myself um anyway whether it's precedented or not here I am coming to you from a corner of my house in Sacramento California um that's only notable because Rosa the other brown girl at the book party is not in Sacramento, California right now. Um, she is, in fact, in Washington State looking over um, the beautiful Puget Sound. So she's, you know, basically living the dream um, and whatever. That's fine. Actually, she's also just an incredibly busy person because she is a student and a mother and works in the industry that is... Uh, serving people fine dining cuisine and masterfully mixed cocktails. Um, you know, she's also newly a wife to an incredible human being and a friend to many. So, you know, she's a, she's a busy ass bee. Um, but here's the deal. We're not in the same place at the same time. And actually I'm trying to think, is it true that I have not seen Rosa in person in front of my face since the last time we recorded a podcast, um, which is over a month ago. So that is like a true indicator of sort of where our lives are right now. And we know that um, we certainly have not lived up to our promises to give you podcasts on specific days of the month but you know what we are real ass humans here and we really want to leave a lot of space um, for life as it happens and we're grateful for your understanding for that and we hear you when you're asking where the episode is um, but we're also hearing the um, understanding and the grace that you're providing us as we just figure out how to juggle so many things that we love um, so that said, this is us introducing your June book an entire week and some days late. Um, so oops, <laughs> sorry. Um, but before I get into that, I want you to hear from Rosa about the books that she's reading. And then I'm going to tell you about the books that I'm reading. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to read together. Okay, stay tuned. Here's Rosa. Brown Girl Book Party. Hi! <laughs> hey everybody, what's up? It's me, Rosa, Brown Girl at the Book Party. I am currently in Port Orchard, Washington, um, on vacation with my family and our dearest, bestest friends. Um, it is misty and raining and it's lovely and I wish that you could look out at this view that I'm looking at right now. Um, and you know, Shannon, who is many things to BGBP, but also the resident techie, 
told me to find a quiet space to record this and um, you might hear some Jenga blocks in the background. And you know, um, it's because I did find the quietest corner that I could, which again looks out onto this, the beautiful Puget Sound is my view. I can actually see the freaking Space Needle. I feel like I am in a movie. Um, but I'm not, it's just real life, guys. And, uh, you know, we are doing things a little different this week in releasing this video because not even a Zoom was an option uh, for the way that this week was. And that's okay. Life happens. We're flexible. We're flexible brown girl book party ladies. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about what I've been reading this month. Um, it has been, uh, it's been fine, you know. I started and came close to finishing. I read 85 or listened to 85% of Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. And um, I just have to say that I am surprised with how little I liked that book. Because she has read, I'm sorry, she's written so many books that I absolutely adored um, you know, they're all pretty tragic and heartbreaking, but you know, kind of my, kind of my jam. Um, geez, both books are incredible. Everything I never told you is somewhere in a, in a top 20 probably list for me. Little Fires Everywhere was incredible. And of course, Hulu, I think, um, picked it up as well as Reese Witherspoon with all the, um, book to TV adaptations she's been involved in, which by the way, if you also love to binge a good show. Anything that Reese Witherspoon has touched, in my opinion, um, and has made into TV, including Big Little Lies, has been absolutely incredible. Highly recommend. So, um, Our Missing Hearts, I expected to be similar in format. Also, the cover, I have to say, is really misleading for what it actually is, which is essentially, I think it's actually a YA dystopian novel. Shocking. Nothing like either of the other books that she wrote, which are definitely contemporary, modern works of, um, tragic fiction, basically. Um, tragedies. And um, Our Missing Hearts definitely has that tragic tone and that sad tone that Celestine is like very well known for, but um, it was super, super slow moving. I do love YA, as you know, and I love dystopian YA as well. And I, I think maybe it was just like a little um, disorienting because I wasn't expecting it. But on top of that, um, the movement, just the movement of the book was very tricky for me to get into. It's a lot of retelling of stories like of a person recalling things that happened historically um and that's how a lot of the book moves you forward but it's like slow like I just felt like I was in molasses it was really really slow moving and that's a bummer because the synopsis of the book is essentially about a future where um a very racist political group essentially takes over called Pace and they're trying to eradicate Asian American existence. Um, and man, if you, if you liked it, I would love to hear from you and maybe I'll, I'll dig back in and do that last 20%, but I am not in the place to be able to do that now. Um, so I don't really recommend that book. I have to be honest, but I did just finish a book that 
was really light and fun and surprised me very much. Um, I mean, it had great reviews. It's It's been everywhere. Uh, it's Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. It is definitely a rom-com. It could absolutely, you know, it's one of those books that while you're reading it, you just see it as a movie. Um, and I mean, I would not be surprised at all if they made it into one because it has been so popular. And hilariously on Goodreads, before I started it, one of the first reviews that I read said that it wasn't any fun. It said for being this book, you know, essentially the the plot is that a extremely famous actor is interviewed by an up and coming writer who has not made a name for herself. And it is about um, romantical and very sexual things that happen between them over the course of 10 years. And she said for a book that's supposed to be about love and that's like rom-com vibes, it should be fun. It wasn't any fun. I am here to tell you that that Goodreads book reviewer was absolutely wrong. This book is so fun. It is so fun. Also, y'all, 10 out of 10 on the smut levels. It doesn't have a lot of it and it took a really long time to get there, but it is truly incredible. Um, it made me cry. I couldn't put it down. I, it's been a very, very busy f- few weeks and I read it in three days, um, which has not, my life has just not allowed for that kind of book consumption in a while. So that is the book that I recommend to you for sure. Um, I think you should read it. I think that if you love love and you love to see just like a kind of gawky, awkward, not contemporarily beautiful woman, um, just out there and like reading about her being wanted. It was very, very good. I definitely recommend it. And that's all that I have to say to you about books this week, friends. I cannot wait to read the book of June with you, which I know Shannon is going to tell you all about it, or she already has. She's um, carrying a lot of the weight for this episode this week because I'm gone. So I don't know where she's going to put this little sound bite that I'm offering you. Um, when she stitches everything together. But either way, let's read. Can't wait to see you on the radio waves, baby. Well, dang, wasn't that great? It's so lovely to hear Rosa's voice. Um, For me, too, because I don't get to hear it often enough. I get to read it in my text messages, and that's very cool. Um, Yeah, so... The one thing that we can consistently do is provide you with some reading recommendations in this, the introduction to um, our upcoming book um, episode. And I mean, I guess I'm just going to get into it. Um, I am in what I am going to refer to as a reading desert. Um I set my goal every year to read 52 books. Um, and I'm, I generally surpass that. I'm only on book 21. Um, and I have tried to pick up like four other books since finishing my last. And I cannot find a book to captivate my attention. So, um, you know, I think I'm going to take a look at some of Rosa's recs, but also continue to work on my TBR pile because it's absolutely bonkers. And I know the things that I have waiting for me are excellent. It's just, um, you know, reading deserts happen. I think it's sort of a indicator of where 
where I am personally at in life, which is um, hashtag stressed but blessed. Um, so I want to talk to you about the the last three books that I read. And you know what? One of them, I'm actually wondering if I brought up uh, maybe during the last episode. Um, I don't remember. So I'll just, whatever, I'll keep it short. It is a book called The Haunting of Alejandra. Um, it is a novel by V. Castro. Um, she is not a author that I was familiar with at all. Um, this book just sort of kind of made its way into my scrolling life, um, in the middle of the night, one evening, not one evening in the middle of the night while I was dealing with my insomnia. Um, and that was in like mid March. So the book had not been published yet. Um, ended up on my like eagerly anticipating uh, releases because this is a story that um, sort of layers like um, Castro's own, I think, trauma story with a very well-known uh, Mexican folk tale. Um, and so where my Mexicans at, um, did you also nearly shit your pants because of the story of La Llorona? Because I did when I was a kid. Um, what is super cool about this story is that it takes the basic like skeletal structure of a folktale and gives it sort of a different body. And I think, you know, that is just sort of one of the cool things about folklore is that you're going to find so many different um, versions of the same general story, depending on what region you find yourself in or, or what family you find yourself in. Um, so I was super excited to read this book and definitely spent lots of time um, holding my breath as I read certain certain parts of it because it's there is some like horror and obviously, you know, haunting and um, there is certainly a lot of trauma. Um, but I think at the end of it, what I found was a really, really empowering take on um, this folktale that surely has haunted many, many a Mexican child. Um, there, So if you like horror, if you like sort of like ghost stories, if you like the stories about... Um, women who need support but also who are able to harness the power of their own um, inner strength I think that this is a book for you um, and if you are not familiar with La Llorona uh, maybe this is the time for you to get into it um, I also read The Last Word by Taylor Adams and Taylor Adams um is not a woman 
Um, Taylor Adams is a dude, a white dude, I think, at that. I was first introduced to his work um, through No Exit, which was an incredible, suspenseful um, thriller that I believe has been turned into a TV series or maybe it's just a movie. Um, but you know, whatever that aside, I really loved no exit. Um, and so when I found out that the last word was going to come out, I also put that on my can't wait to read list. Um, it was published in late April and, This is a story about a former uh, junior high teacher who ends up in a beach house that is very remote um, on the Washington state coast. And she um, ends up like just binge reading uh, horror novels and these are ebooks, if I remember right. She's reading all kinds of ebooks and she's trying to just like forget about this thing that happened um, months ago. She's living in this house alone. Her only um, c- companion, I guess, in the house is her dog, uh, who is described as a very sweet golden retriever. Um, and she's, she's an introvert and this is what she likes. Um, she wants to be alone. She wants to take this time for herself. Um, and then she ends up developing this sort of, um, friendship, weird friendship, um, with a neighbor named Deacon who lives next door, but next door on this remote Island is like quite a ways away. Um, and the way that they communicate is that they use whiteboards and read each other's messages through telescopes. Um, And Deacon recommends that she read this ebook called Murder Mountain, and she hates the book. And she ends up posting a negative review about the book, and there is where the suspense and the thriller comes in. Um... Just like No Exit, I found myself on the absolute edge of my seat. I just, I ate this book up. And here's the thing. You all know that I'm into thrillers and suspense. I read other things too. Um, But this book was fucking dope. I really loved it. And I think it just goes to show you how basic of a bitch I am. That I love this shit. Um, I followed that up with a book called Homebodies. Um, and this is written by Tembe Denton Hurst. Um, I don't even know where the idea to read this book came from. Um, I may have found it... Hmm. I think maybe it came from a an email that Nate, my spouse, sends me. But, you know, whatever. It came to me. I decided to give it a go. Um, and also really loved it. Um, you are going to find reviews online 
that say that it is like under four stars. And I believe that all of those reviews are trash. Um, because this is a book about a person whose life is completely full of just complication and um, identity crisis and um, just discontent and then everything well as a result of everything falling apart all of that sort of bubbles to the surface and this person even though there's so much dysfunction back home they realize that they're sort of drawn back to that it's a story I think about um knowing about having this like longing for the comfort of home even though you know that home is not comfortable um and it's a story about love it's a story about queer love um it's a story about black love it is a story about using one's voice and um sort of really like digging one's claws into like complicated but beautiful identity um it's a story about calling out like basic ass white women who suck um and it's a story about connection and sort of coming to terms with um with one's past um I really enjoyed this story it took I think, you know, if you read it, it'll take you down a lot of different roads. Um, and those roads sometimes don't all feel cohesive. But at the end of it all, the feeling of like the sigh of relief um, is worth it. And this is the first work by um, this author. And I'm excited to see what comes next for them. Um yeah and that's what I'm reading that's what I read what I'm reading is nothing because I haven't gotten there yet um but I'm gonna I'm gonna try so I hope you um you know take a minute to click through some of the books that Rosa and I read um during the month of May and maybe you'll find one there for you and if you don't then that's fine uh, but send us a message if you find something better, because we would love to know about it. Uh, that said, I have a cat that's screaming outside of this quiet room right now, um, and that is driving me absolutely bonkers. So I'm going to quickly tell you that our book um, for June is called The Collected Regrets of Clover. Um, the author is Mickey Brammer. Brammer? Brammer? Don't know. Um, Mickey, please tell us. How do you say your last name? Um, Mickey appears to be a white woman, which I'm not sure that Rosa and or I knew when we picked this book. Um, she is an Australian journalist who is based in uh, New York City now. She has lived all over Australia, um, spent her childhood in Tasmania, 
and this book, um, The Collected Regrets of Clover, is actually a book that I heard about through Rosa many, many months ago. Totally forgot about. Um, then saw it as one of the options for my book of the month thing. Went ahead and picked that. Um, and then Rosa sent it to me again, forgetting that she had already recommended it to me. Why did Rosa recommend this book to me twice? Um, it is because The Collected Regrets of Clover is about, um, it's a book about a death doula who, as she's caring for others, um, as, as they approach the end of their life, she is, has sort of, um, lost her herself in that like she has forgotten how to live her own life um and so she ends up um with a woman who um an older woman who is described as feisty um decides to send clover on a trip across across the country to help uncover a forgotten love story and um that's all I know about it. I'm excited to read it. Um, as someone who is a certified death doula herself, I am excited that um, a book that is out there um, and I am seeing sort of sprinkled about um, is a book that is about a death doula. I, I don't actually find that that comes up very often. And um yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm excited to see Rosa um, face to face and talk about how we feel about this book. Maybe we'll love it um, and say that it's hot five, but maybe we'll say that it's a nice try. You know how you can find out is by reading and then listening to the episode that we are going to release maybe on time at the end of this month. Um, thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope that your beginning of the summer is providing you lots of opportunities to um, remember to rest and find joy and drink delicious drinks and take naps in the sun um, or in the fog, if that's what you prefer. Whatever. Here's the deal. We hope you have a fucking awesome June. Um, and we cannot wait to get into your ear holes at the end of this month. Okay? Bye. <laughs>